0: Hello, everybody. and uh, Welcome to the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon, wishing everybody a very good morning, afternoon or evening um, to all of our podcast followers whenever or wherever you may be tuning into today's episode from. The podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Engage, powered by D2I Systems, winner of Best Event Management Platform at the 2017 Event Technology Awards. To learn how Engage can make your business more profitable, visit d2isystems.com forward slash engage hello to everybody on today's episode of the podcast and hello to our guests on today's podcast um we're going to be talking about inbound um a unique event not simply a tech user conference Um, it's a festival it's an experience it's growing rapidly and we've got two of the key players involved in that event to uh talk to us on today's podcast about what it is and why it was created first of all let's welcome laura moran laura is the uh content and talent manager for inbound uh, laura thanks for joining us today
1: hi there thanks for having me
0: not a problem at all and also kim darling the events senior director kim welcome along to the podcast
2: thanks really excited
0: let me just ask you first of all both both where you're joining us from you're in um are you in different locations or you're together in the same office well, whereabouts are you today
2: so we are in boston massachusetts and I'm at home right now <laughs> in <Mustang. laughs> our office is in Cambridge so we do both work out of the same office fantastic um, so yeah we're just it's before work hours right now
0: I do love it when we go transatlantic with the, with the podcast and we welcome welcome people and it shows just, just what a broad and wide and international industry that we work in so thank you both for taking the time to um, to not just join us today but to do it in the very very early hours of your uh, of your working day um so as I said at the start of the introductions there we're going to be talking About inbound and um rather me explaining it i think what we should first of all is throw it over to one of you you guys um kim or laura who who wants to just tell us first of all a little bit about what the event is how it was created and where it was born out of
2: yeah sure this is kim i can take that um so inbound is an event, as you said, it's really meant to be about this industry. It's not supposed to be self-serving or about us. It's really about how do we provide just a meeting place and a really amazing experience. So as everyone's in a good mood and sort of open to this conversation of how what is the next 12 months of the sort of inbound way of doing business, which is essentially just a very positive, helpful, optimistic, aspirational Um, way of interacting in a business environment that you're consultative with your customers or your prospective customers that you're helpful that you try and um, add some value before you extract it that you're growing in a really positive way and it's not just about like the next dollar or the next pound or euro or whatever Mm -hmm. it's really about doing that in a way that you feel that is respectful and honorable and that your customers actually want to do business with you
0: sure
2: Um, so inbound itself as an event started in 2012 and we were 2800 registrants back then and we just got done with the 2018 event which was um, a couple of weeks ago and we had just over 24,000 people registered so we've had significant growth and we're really proud of it and it's um, it's one of those metrics where we look to hey, people actually do want to learn this. They do care about this. Um, there is an appetite from their customers because they're seeing that it works. Otherwise, we wouldn't be growing. Um, and that's that's just really, really important that it is a proof point to this way of doing business. And where Inbound All started is Laura and I both work for um, HubSpot, which is an amazing um, software platform company who really thinks about this way of doing business. And it started with inbound marketing and pulling people in, in terms of visitors via your blog or your content marketing to your site and your social media presence. Um, And then it's really grown. And HubSpot is about so much more than that now. Um, And HubSpot is just very unique. And I think when you talk about inbound Mm -hmm. and the event and HubSpot's philosophy for inbound, it really does speak to that remarkableness of the company that, Inbound is not necessarily about HubSpot. We do have our two co-founders, Brian Halligan and Dharmesh Shah, do a big keynote at the event, and they've really worked very hard to make that keynote not just about HubSpot. Of course, they use references and examples of their own experience of running and scaling this amazing company, Mm -hmm. but they really work hard to have that as a future vision for the tech industry, a future vision for people in small to medium-sized businesses and how you grow better. And that is really, really amazing that, you know, in, under their leadership, under the company sort of notion of doing business in this grow better, remarkable way that they've, that we've created space to allow an event, which is not about ourselves to yeah. live and breathe and grow. And we run inbound as a separate brand that is very complementary to HubSpot's brand. And it's something that HubSpot hosts the event. And we're very proud of that, but it really is very separate and it really is not about HubSpot.
0: And um, to, just to welcome uh, Laura, just looking at the, the figures that, that Kim mentioned there, um, 2012 to 2018, that's six years. But looking at the broad visitor numbers, that's that's 10 times bigger than the original show. So that that's massive growth. Um, I'm just curious about the, the spectrum of visitors, how that has changed in terms of the job titles and the type of people that are actually coming to the show. Has that diversified significantly from the first year in 2012 or is it just the same type of of professionals, but just a a larger number of them that are coming?
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, It has definitely diversified. I think if you look back to the the first inbound, it was very much a marketing event and very much full of um, marketers and content geared Almost exclusively to marketers, mm-hmm. and that is still very much at the core of inbound. Um, you know, we still have tons of marketers that come to the event and look forward to it each year. But over the years, that has definitely expanded to reach out into people in um, sales positions and customer service positions and HR positions and front office, you know, functions that really benefit from this idea of thinking about doing business in a more inbound way. Um, Our content has matched that, you know, this past year, the way that our breakout sessions were tracked was basically by those same exact functions. You know, we had an entire track for marketing content, an entire track for sales content, Mm -hmm. um, an entire track for customer service content. So yeah, uh, you know, to answer your question simply, we've definitely seen that audience of people um, expand over the years Mm -hmm. while still sort of retaining um, that core excited uh marketing uh um, base been there since day one
0: and and I, I would guess um first of all uh i'm going to guess that you've got international visitors that this isn't even though this is a u.s event it's not just people from the u.s who are coming to this would that, would that be fair to say
1: yes we have attendees i believe this year the number was from over 101 countries so um it's wow um, you know, the core, uh, the, the majority of people definitely come from the US, but we certainly have representation from all over the world, which um, we're super proud of and excited to see um, more and more people come from different corners of the globe each year.
0: There's a question to both of you. Certainly in the UK, you know, we have a lot of small business operators and, and there are a number of representative organizations that represent small businesses. And, and when we look at small businesses, as opposed to sort of major corporations or bigger organizations that maybe have... Um, specific people to do specific jobs when it comes to sales or marketing um, or communications. Um, Small businesses often run by one person or a couple of people who take responsibility for all of those different things. So do you have representation from those sort of smaller business owners who are coming to learn about how they can actually improve their businesses by being able to learn all of these different facets and are there particular strands of the event that are geared towards those type of people that may not be so specific to one particular job, but want to learn a bit about everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, small business is, you know, sort of to go back to what Kim was saying about where some of the relationships between HubSpot and Inbound do come in. Um, HubSpot is very much a software platform that is designed for small, medium sized businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think in a a similar way, we tend to see a lot of inbound attendees come from that same SMB um, space. Um, And we have lots of them that join us. There are also people, you know, from the enterprise world or from larger agencies and things like that that do attend inbound and get great value out of it. But uh, a lot of people are coming from small, medium-sized businesses. We see a lot of entrepreneurs. We see a lot of startups. Um, And then, you know, I think really where the the sweet spot is for a lot of this is also people that are looking to grow their businesses. Mm -hmm. So we see a lot of people that come maybe – As a a startup or an entrepreneur thinking about starting a business or having just started a business um, but who is looking to grow that and scale that over time and learn what that looks like throughout Um, so we have a lot of content that is very much geared towards that which is okay your business was or is at this place how do you take it to the next level and then the next level and then the next level Um, that is very much across all of the content tracks um, down in the breakout level where things are really deep in the weeds And very, you know, tactical and what can I learn and take away all the way up to the spotlights and the keynotes, which are um, much broader reaching in terms of the type of content that's presented on the stages, but the takeaways that come out of them and the types of people that we choose to have come join us at the event and talk to our attendees are really, you know, driving home a message of this is how you can think about growing better, this is how you can grow better, this is how you can think holistically about the work that you're um, doing and how one choice or one approach or one philosophy can create impact across uh, your entire business.
0: Sure. Um, uh, Kim, um, one thing I'm I'm curious about, given this the amount of visitors that you've got, I would guess that you've probably got people coming to your event who in day to day business life could be competing against each other. And that yet they're choosing to come into your event to essentially drop their guard and, and be able to learn new, new ideas and and new philosophies and techniques and processes that, that could help them. Um, Uh, do do you find that people are coming in with a very, very sort of open-minded approach to this? And has it taken a while, if that's the case, to to actually get people into that open-minded approach that they do need to maybe just drop their guard a little bit, even though there may be other companies and businesses in the same room as them that work in the same industries and will be deploying the same techniques?
2: Yeah, I think even from the get-go, that, you know, sort of like competitiveness hasn't been an issue for us. Um, It really hasn't. And I think that speaks to this notion of doing business in an inbound way is open. It is about sharing. It is about consulting with each other. It is about helping each other sort of move up. And in terms of like fierce competitiveness, we really don't see that play out in any type of negative or ugly way. I think we're just very lucky that the tone of the event is set as, hey, you will do better if you like share, if you are open to sharing what you learn, if you're educational about what you're doing that's working, because people will see you as a thought leader. Um, And that's been a huge advantage that, you know, certainly there might be small things that come up here or there, but by and large, the event feels very positive. It feels very optimistic. It doesn't feel like I need to be protectionist. I need to be defensive. I need to be Um, wary it's it is more idealistic and I think it's a good proof point for hey you know yeah we all live in the real world we all have bills we all have things that are going on we all need to be careful but there is a way for us to coexist and there is a way for an ecosystem to just call it what it is we all operate in this space and no one's going to do you know themselves any favors by nobody wants to do business with someone that's like negative and toxic and you know sort of disrespectful i think people are just they're over it they're very wary of that kind of behavior
0: <laughs> um I, I inter- on the subject of, of of behavior i suppose and uh and, and a more uh an overall sort of holistic approach to all of this i noticed that on your 2018 agenda um you had deepak Chopra, um come and deliver a session is that correct
1: that is <laughs>
0: um th- th- that is i mean first of all that 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 appears to be a pretty big coup in order to be able to, 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 to get somebody like Deepak onto the agenda and and what was the, the thought process behind getting somebody with his background into this particular event and how it would tie in with the um, with the overall message of the event?
1: Yeah I mean I think you know if you look at a lot of our keynote and speak uh, spotlight speakers uh, in particular you might sort of say, hey, I wonder what that has to do with a business event. And I think something what we strive for every year is to go out and look and say, like, who is doing interesting things, impactful things, talking about issues that um, matter to us as human beings. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're all still human beings at work. Therefore, those same issues come into play when you step into the office, just as much as they do when you step out of it back to your personal life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of these things are, they're, they're not personal issues. They're not social issues. They're not, um, you know, anything other than, you know, life issues and work life and personal life are all one and the same and so someone like Deepak you know coming in and talking very much about um mindfulness and being present and what like health and wellness in your physical human body means to bringing a you know healthy um aware and and you know high functioning person to work every day, you know that's yeah. what we really wanted to get at and say like this stuff is important too. Um, he gave our opening keynote for the week, and it was really about setting a tone and a and a um, you know <laughs> for no no pun intended you know setting some mindfulness for the week um, to go into all of the other you know fantastic content that people were going to see. Yeah. Um, with the with the right mindset, so um, we we definitely think outside the box when it comes to our keynotes, and that's something that we're really proud of every year. And he's just one example of um, many that I think you can go down the list and say, like, that's interesting. Let's talk about why um, you chose to have that person at inbound this year. And 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 I love that about our event.
0: And um, I, I, I was I was going to say. Back in uh, September, and depending on when this particular episode of the podcast is, is, is published and broadcast... Um in the UK we had event well-being week 2018 which uh, ran a week commencing 17th of September and it was run by an organization called event well who were raising the issue of well-being within the events industry and and, um, and and so that event professionals can take better care of themselves and the people that they work with and um, I guess when when we reflect that and what you were just saying about um, that particular keynote that, that was delivered at, at inbound um, is that sometimes it's not necessarily the techniques and the processes and the way that we're working that has to change and improve sometimes we actually just have to improve ourselves a little bit in order to uh to be better productive with the processes that we're already using
1: i think that's exactly right yes Uh, and i think that that spans across many 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 different um topic areas of you know, from things like how everyone is thinking about diversity and inclusion and what that means and then, you know, how that type of behavior and thinking about those sorts of topics in a really open way um, makes for a better workplace makes for a better business makes for a better you know more successful Mm -hmm. business um you know to something to something like uh mindfulness and wellness to something like um i'm trying to think of another area but you know there are these there are these bigger more broad-reaching um um themes that we see in, in like society that we live in Um, that are super important to think about in the context of what that means for you as an employee, but also what that means for like a better functioning business. And that's what we're really trying to help people do at the end of the day. And we think that there are huge ways to do that by making yourself a quote unquote better person at the same time.
0: Sure. Um, uh, uh, When it comes to um, the actual content itself, we've spoken about, you know, how... some of the keynotes are sourced and, and these these major sort of presentations and, and, and sessions that are delivered as part of the content. But um, when you have so many people from so many different backgrounds under one roof, presumably who are all there with a real eagerness to learn and find out about how they can develop their businesses and their practices and the way that they work, how much of the content is geared around getting the attendees together in order to share their own experiences and their own practices um and how is that balanced against actually putting them all in a room to listen to a keynote presentation
1: yeah that's a good question so the event is three and a half days and over the course of that three and a half days we have just over 300 content sessions for people to attend um some of those are keynotes and spotlights, which are big, large rooms, you know, where people are sitting and, and very much listening. Uh, about 250 or, you know, closer to actually 300 of those are um, breakout sessions, which vary in size and vary in format. And and like I said earlier, get much deeper into the weeds of the tactics of what people are doing um the breakout sessions uh, all leave time for uh, Q&A and conversation between the speaker on stage and the audience themselves. And so there's definitely engagement there. And then throughout the course of the week, uh, and you know, just to add on to that too, this year, we added in uh, some additional types of content that people could engage with on that breakout level, things like an AMA stage where um, speakers were up on stage strictly with the purpose of answering questions. And Mm -hmm. depending on who that, was, some of those sessions took different formats, um, which became very conversational, almost like workshop amongst the people in the room. Um, we had podcasts uh, being recorded live that people could come in and listen to and sit as the live audience for those. Um, we have the inbound studio where people can come be in a so more of an intimate setting um, with some of our keynote and spotlight speakers and listen to them speak in a more conversational way. Um, so there are certainly different formats for people. And then all throughout the event woven into everything that we um, have set up is an opportunity for networking and engagement. Um, We have lots of different areas throughout the event that um are conducive to networking and where we encourage people to meet with each other and talk and um maybe even you know god forbid skip a session and go chat with each other you know that's something that we like to see happen um although a lot of our attendees are really excited about getting to every session that they can um but there are there are different areas throughout the whole week that really um a Lend themselves to um, making sure that people are able to interact uh, with each other and gain value out of that as much as they do out of listening to speakers.
0: Excellent. Um, on today's podcast, uh, we're talking to uh, Laura Moran and uh, Kim Darling from uh, from Inbound. And, and Kim, if I could um, just, just fire a question at you, sort of more on the operations side of things. Again, going back to some of the numbers that you quoted at the start of today's episode of the podcast, um, you had uh, 2,800 um, visitors in 2012 in the first incarnation of the event. Um, presumably, you've had to move venues or have you always been able to deliver the event in the same venue, but scale it up? Um, How has that worked from a growth point of view and operationally, you know, coping with, with those sort of numbers now compared to how it was when you first started?
2: So I think on that topic, yes, we have had to move venues and then subsequently we've expanded to additional two venues. So we are located in Boston, which, you know, HubSpot was, Founded in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and we're very proud to be a Massachusetts-based company. So that, again, is the, the bridge between HubSpot and Inbound in that way. And Inbound has always been in Boston. There is no intention to move it to another city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if, if you have an annual event that is growing at the pace of ours, the thing that is most important is your partnerships with the city, with the – we have a really strong partnership with the Massachusetts um um, convention Authority and you know with the Convention Visitors Bureau and all of the hotels, because like we had 23 hotels that we also had people stay at that we managed in our housing block this year, we have um, the BCEC, which is our main venue We have the Westin Hotel and we have the aloft which came online this year as well as some outdoor space that we take for we bring in food trucks for example at lunch and we do some interesting things there i think to answer your question of like how do we scale on the operation side it's been a mixture of both external and internal scale so when i talk about external it really is it took us a while to get the cadence of Who are the right partners at the table that can grow and scale with us at this pace? Because there's a lot of really good vendors and partners out there who are, you know, niche in certain areas and bring certain skill sets to the table that you need as specialized, experienced sort of human beings Mm -hmm. um, to complement what your internal team has um, that you would never have on full-time staff year round. Sure. And for example, we have, you know, a really strong um, production partner that helps us produce our main stage stuff. And given the level of speakers that we've had, we've had everyone from Michelle Obama, which comes with Secret Service, Mm -hmm. um, to Deepak that we just talked about, to, um, you know, uh, Scott Harrison was there this year as the CEO and founder of Charity Water, who has a lot of beautiful imagery and video stuff. We've had the creative director um, from Refinery29, who, you know, this is really about the experience. So that crew comes with like a lighting director who goes on tour with everyone from Iron Maiden to Beyonce. (laughs) And we have our stage manager whose normal day job is working on the Jimmy Kimmel show in LA. And, you know, we bring in those specialist partners who are able to up-level our experience and complement our own internal team. Um, In similar veins to that, we have Club Inbound, which is our main sort of experiential space, which is also where our sponsors live. And we don't do a traditional show floor where it's rows of booths, you know, 20 by 20 or whatnot. We do, um, like I said, Club Inbound, which is this giant hall in the convention center. And we have this, you know, many different installations, which range from the heaviest structure to ever be hung in that building. So we have to bring in the architects and you know planners and all this fun stuff to get approval which is essentially a giant centerpiece with 80 mirrored boxes in the center and these incredibly beautiful but heavy curved screens on the outside that make sort of a it sort of looks like a flower kind of like growing outwards. If it's hard mm-hmm. to describe, but check it out online.
0: I was going to there's say, if anybody wants stuff. to see what, uh, what what the ladies are talking about, I think inbound.com is, is the website address. And um, I, I'm on there at the moment as we're recording today's episode. And, and these images are, are, are on there. and There's loads of stuff on there. So sorry, sorry to cut across you, but uh, I think, yeah, definitely people should get, go over to the website and have a look at what you're talking about here.
2: Yeah. And I think as well as that sort of external view, There's the internal view. And one of the things that, you know, we've done and worked really hard on, I'd say in the last two years, is really up-leveling our own team. When I started working on Inbound back in 2014, we were already close to a 10,000-person event, and we had two people working on the team. So that was crazy, and, you know, we now have grown the team to around 20 And what we really have done is we've looked at inbound as a mini business and across my team, I sort of look at it as three key functions. So one, which is incredibly important is Laura's team, which looks at talent and content and um, all of those, you know, 300 plus, you know, breakout and main stage talent and speakers and how that sort of translates both the learning and the inspiration. Then we have what I call the operations team um, who really deal with all of the logistics and that team is very core project managers. I actually have this rule that I don't hire people that come from um, traditional conference or event background because we really want folks that will complement those partners in that experience. Because what we found is if we have a project management discipline across the team, it really provides that framework to grow and scale. Um, We try not to get bogged down with, this is how everybody else does it. This is what um, it's done, this is how it's done before. This is where, um, you know, I've come from. And like, this is the only parameters in which we can work. We really need to be free and think and push outside the box. Um, and then we look at other events for inspiration along the way as well. The third pillar on my team is sort of a, a collection of niche skill sets. So for example, we have someone who runs our tech stack, we have the sponsorship team, who work with anyone who's want to maybe buy uh, like not a traditional booth, but a, an exhibit space within our club inbound area to, um, you know, really custom activations. We had Asics who did like a fitness studio on site this year. Right. So in terms of your question of, did we move buildings? I would say that was the least of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we really? We've really grown and scaled the event in, in every way that you can think of, we've tried to think outside the box and say, all right, this is not just about another venue. Like to Laura's point, you know, we added an Ask Me Anything session in a new venue to make that something special and unique and identified by itself, rather than, oh, it's just drag the spreadsheet and do something more. Um, we added Podcast Lounge in another venue, you know, the inbound studio that Laura can talk at length about, which is her team that really runs and manages this online video show year round. That was a huge part of our expansion where we really wanted to create a fear of missing out brand where we were extending our brand year like around the year and having those interviews
0: sure and and just having had a chance to to talk to you but also to, to look through look through the website and and try and get a feel as much as you can from something like that for for, for any given event um this seems to me something that, that is creating a real Um, social experience for people who are visiting. Dare I say a lot of people visit stuff that is business related and a business conference or a business trade show, a convention, whatever it may be and it's a formality, it's something that their boss has told them that they've got to go along to and essentially it's part of work. I I get the impression and the distinct feel that this is very much something that people are are really looking for and are counting down the days before it starts because they want to come for the experience of being there as much as they want to come to, to, to learn about it would that be fair to say
1: yeah I think that's exactly I mean that's our goal (laughs) certainly and I think that you know that's what we see and that's what we hear from our attendees so um, absolutely you know we are everything that we do, every decision that we make throughout the year, whether it's something about content, something about logistics, something about sponsorship, something about, it doesn't matter. Every decision we make is how does it contribute to the experience of being with us for three and a half days. And that is always our goal and always how we're thinking about attendees coming. Um, And so yes, to a resounding yes to your, your question, I think um, uh, it's, it's much more than a stereotypical um, business event for sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We are getting uh, close on time today, but I'm uh, I'm keen to ask you, given the growth of the event, since it started in 2012, um, and the numbers that we've discussed earlier on in in the episode, Have there been targets set as to where and how you would like to grow the event from a a quantity point of view? Have you got capacity to increase visitors within the existing venues or will you start to have to look um, for additional spaces or elsewhere?
2: Yeah, so last year we went through a five-year planning exercise as a team um, and that is something that's really important, I think, is hopefully your listeners will understand. When you grow and scale an event, especially when there's – so many moving pieces involved it you have to have a long-range planning attitude it's just creates absolute chaos if you are only on an annual planning cycle with this size and scale of where we are now and where our ambition is um, and so we really thought about all right where do we want to be in 2023 what is the team that's that is needed to support that kind of growth? What are the skill sets that we're missing? How do we want to build that? What are the partners that we might need to bring on? Where are our blind spots? What do we want to learn? Um, So that was really, really important for us. And that's, it's challenging to do, you know, inside of any company, I would say, to force your leadership um, to have conversations which are five years out. When we as a company at HubSpot, um, you know, I think we're 12 or 13 years old now. And so that's like, you know, just a little bit less than half our life (laughs) as a company. So it's it's hard and you know resources don't scale um, in the physical world the way they do in a software world which is the environment in which you know we operate on a day-to-day basis inside of HubSpot sure. so we needed to force the issue and have those conversations we have big growth plans um i'm not going to share what those numbers specifically are mm-hmm. but we um we're very very excited we're not slowing down and we've identified all of the sort of new buildings that we need and you know that is really going to be not just about us as an effort that really will start to involve the city a lot more and that's conversations that we're having with not just you know the government and city but also private developers because we're actually in the seaport area of boston which if you ever visit boston i encourage you to take a walk down there the amount of buildings going up and Um, buildings coming down and being redone is just a new thing every day and it's really really awesome so it's just really important for us to have those relationships and know what's going on and keep that inside track so as we can expand and so as we do understand what space is available to us and we don't want to just drag the spreadsheet as each additional space comes online we want to think about what is unique about that what makes that a destination and we set sort of rough goals for ourselves as a team that each new building that comes online should be ideally no more than a five to seven minute walk so earlier this year we as a team did an exercise where we kind of just timed ourselves walking to different parts of the the seaport just to see because we we have google maps but there's new things coming online and, and new ways to walk around that space
0: absolutely and um certainly on behalf, our behalf of everybody over, over here and and uh, the podcast we wish you every success with it um it's an event that's that's grown massively um and our guests today on the podcast as we bring things to an end today um have been laura moran and uh kim Darling from from inbound um if you want to find out more i think i, I think i'm right in saying that it's inbound.com isn't it is the website to go to correct absolutely and uh social media tags i presume you guys are on um, are on twitter and on facebook and on linkedin if people search on those various social media platforms no doubt they'll be able to find um content from this year's event and about the forthcoming event next year
1: yeah if you go to at inbound on twitter and instagram you can definitely find us there and on facebook we're at um the inbound studio so please come check us out
0: well, th- thanks very much, guys, um, for, for taking the time. As I, as I said at the start of the podcast, both Laura and Kim are joining us from the other side of the big pond at the moment. So they, they've got up very early today to join uh, to join this episode of the podcast and get it recorded. We're, we're early afternoon here in the UK. So um, we should thank them, thank them both for the time and, and use this um, opportunity to actually put out our own social media handles. If, uh, if you want to follow what Event Industry News is up to, on Twitter is at Event News Blog, and you can hop onto Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, search for event industry news and you'll be able to find the various feeds that are going out there eventindustrynews.com is the website if you are listening to the audio version of today's podcast hop over to eventindustrynews.com and you'll be able to see video versions and uh, and clips from previous episodes of the podcast and probably worth mentioning at this point as a little recap to something that we did um back in september uh week commencing 17th of september in the uk was event Wellbeing week 2018 organized by event well um it was an initiative and a week of activities and events uh that were raising the profile and the issue of well-being within the event industry and among event professionals um and all sorts of uh ideas and um opportunities and ways that event professionals can look after themselves and the people that they're working with uh, to make the whole experience of working within our industry that little bit better for everybody thanks again to our guests today Um, and today's podcast was brought to you by our sponsor engage powered by d2i systems winner of best event management platform at the 2017 event technology awards to learn how engage can make your business more profitable visit d2isystems.com forward slash engage that's it for today's episode thanks again to our guests laura and kim from inbound and we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast thanks very much everybody goodbye
2: thank you thank you